0: much on the plane. My eyes flicked nervously past him. Did anybody come with you? No, I came by myself, Dad said. "Lizette and the kids are dying to meet you, but Liz thought it would be best if you and I had some time alone together first. She knows that we've got a lot of catching up to do. He put his arm around my shoulders. How many suitcases did you bring? Only two, I said. I had my winter things stored at the school. That was sensible. Dad said approvingly. You're not going to need them here, that's for sure. From what people tell me by this time next month, it's going to be hotter than Hades. We collected the suitcases at Baggage Claim, and I waited with them at the pickup area in front of the terminal while my father went to the parking lot to get the car. Alien sounds, sights, and smells barraged my senses. A dark-skinned man had parked his pushcart in the center of the sidewalk and was selling a wafer-like candy made from nuts and brown sugar. A woman in a flowing orange dress glided past me, carrying a basket of pale waxen blossoms that I couldn't identify by name. I caught fragments of conversations held by voices with soft, strange accents that made the words sound almost like music. A couple was speaking French, and from somewhere behind me, a child's voice chattered excitedly in Spanish. Even the air smelled different, heavy and musky rich with muted odors that I didn't recognize. The car that was inching its way toward me in the slow-moving line of traffic was familiar, however, far too familiar. It was the same beige van that had once picked me up from Girl Scout meetings, from ballet lessons, from the skating rink, from the houses of middle school classmates. It was a car that belonged, not here in Louisiana, but back in Gilderland, New York, where I had spent the first 15 years of my life. The slanting afternoon sunlight glinted off the windshield and rendered it opaque. My heart painted in the face that I longed to see behind it. The sweet mouth smiled. Clear blue eyes squinted, half-closed against the sun. Unkempt brown curls, lightly threaded with silver, bounced against soft cheeks. I drew a ragged breath and averted my gaze. The car kept moving forward and soon pulled up beside me. It was, of course, my father and not my mother who sat behind the wheel. Sorry to be so long, hun," he said apologetically through the open window. The parking lot attendant gave me his whole life story while he counted out change. That's how it is down here. The word hurry isn't part of the vocabulary. He got out of the van and went around to open the back. The latch was stuck, and he had to rattle it hard to get the door open. For some perverse reason, that fact pleased me. The latch that had never worked easily for my mother should have no business accommodating my father now. The memory of Mom, her arms filled with groceries, pounding the latch with her wristbone and struggling to keep from swearing, would have made me smile if the accompanying sense of loss had not been so painful. I got into the van on the passenger' side. Dad eventually did get the back open and loaded in my suitcases. Then he shoved the door closed and came forward to climb into the driver's seat. so off we go, he said. The jovial note in his voice was so at odds with my own emotions that I couldn't begin to respond to it. The drive would take us an hour and a half, he had told me. In just 90 minutes, I would be meeting the woman who had taken my mother's place in my father's life. We started off on the city freeway, but before too many miles were covered, Dad turned the car onto an exit ramp that led to a two-lane highway. This road was bracketed by shrubs and pine woods and the sky beyond them gleamed with an odd iridescent sheen, as if the sunlight were being fed through a prism. Gazing out through the window beside me, I found myself experiencing the eerie sensation that nothing I was seeing was real. Veils of Spanish moss hung like gray crepe from the arching branches of oak trees, and clouds of large blackbirds rose from nowhere with high-pitched cries and then sank down again in the foliage. Ahead of us, The asphalt shimmered as though spotted by puddles. But by the time we reached them, they had vanished and reappeared farther up the road. For a long time, we drove without speaking. It was Dad who finally broke the silence. I know how surprised you must have been to get my email. Shocked, even. When I didn't respond, he continued. I owe you an apology, Nor. I should have called or written sooner. The truth is, though, that there wasn't any sooner. It all happens so fast, I guess it must have. I made no attempt to hide my bitterness one day.